This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. So the Bears are leading 28-7. I'm fired up. The Mr. Pib is flowing at the Swirsky residence, and I'm thinking, yes, the Bears in command. And we're here, by the way, until 5 in the morning, and we're going to take your calls, 312-644-6767, Tyler Farragul is our producer. So, Tyler, it's 28-7, 28-7. And it's a glorious day in the great city of Chicago, this Chuck Swirsky. And so I'm thinking, yeah, the Bears in the win column. But let's fast forward now. Denver chipping away. And here it comes down. Fourth and one. Fourth and one for the Bears on the Denver 18. On the Denver 18. You're tied at 28. Hello. They go for it. say you like it why not go for it the first time i like keeping the ball in justin fields hands everybody in this stadium knew that that ball was going to khalil herbert i I mean you're in field goal range wow not only that you used you burn a timeout with that process as well yeah i mean obviously you're thinking you're going to get it, and, and you do it, but I, I agree with Tiki. I think in critical situations, if you're going to be aggressive and go for it, you put the ball in your best player's hands, right? And you try and give Justin Fields, who's been the most dynamic runner for them for the last two seasons, I, I think you give him a chance on the edge uh, and try and make a play in space. The reason that play failed is Darnell Wright 
has a combo block. He blocks out and then goes down onto the linebacker. Linebacker just beats him to the hole. So, so I'm watching this game, and I'm going absolutely crazy. I'm going crazy because Santos, since he arrived in Chicago in 2020, what is that, Tyler, four years ago, right? So he hasn't missed a field goal under 40 yards, okay? This would have been a 35-yard chip shot for Santos. And so here's my thinking. Here's my thinking. So you kick the field goal, and you say to yourself, Justin Fields has to feel pretty good about himself. He directed his ball club. They come away with points. And even if Denver goes down to tie it up with a field goal or take the lead, you've done your job, okay? Are you going to get the football back if the Bears? Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. But you come away thinking, hey, Justin Fields played one heck of a football game. But no, they went for it on fourth and one. They, they passed up the points, okay, that would have given the Bears the lead. And and I'm watching it, and I'm going like wacko at my place. I really am going wacko. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. So uh, here we go. And uh, what happens, of course, Fields gets the ball. and But, you know, I'm still thinking about what, what Eberflus was thinking here. So Iberflus explains to reporters after the ball game his decision to go for it on fourth and one. Do we have that cut, Tyler? Can we play? Because, I mean, I'm, I'm, I was just baffled. I was completely baffled with uh, the decision that the Bears head coach made. In fact, you know, I'm just so, I'm so frustrated with this coaching staff and everything going on. But here's Eberflus talking about fourth and one. On that fourth and one, you would still need some other things to go right to win the game at that point. Why did you think that was a better course of action than kicking the field goal? Yeah, just because of the way we were running it. It was, it was, a, it was a half a yard. So I felt very confident about getting that right there. And, uh, you know, every situation is different. You know, you got to look at the game in its entirety. And I think that the way we were running the football and the confidence that we had on offense uh, in that moment, I would say that, uh, you know, we're going to do that right there. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. So then you got to Fields with the intentional grounding, which really hurt. But then he threw the pick. Third down and 13. Santos' career long is 55 yards. Pressure coming. Fields over the middle. Intercepted. Picked off by Jackson. And he goes to the ground. And the Broncos will escape with their first win of the year. And Matt Eberflus is going to have to answer a lot of tough questions after this game. You said it, the decision to go for it, the drive prior, trying to be aggressive, but you got man-to-man coverage right here. Coming down, Elijah Harris coming in there. The throw's early. He's expecting him to sit it down, trusting him to sit it down. But to me, that throw has to be on the outside shoulder. Yeah, he's got In these situations, you try and throw that ball to the outside shoulder to create space for, for your tight end in that situation. So, man, um, you know, safety had uh, depth. So, you know, uh, I expect the Colts to kind of, go to a spot and sit down because of the safety's depth. But, you know, Cole stuck to the rules and, you know, selling over and breaking out. Um, so, all in all, it's my fault. Um, you know, man coverage, he's supposed to, 
uh, duty day, but you know, I kind of wanted him to just play football and kind of just sit down in space. So that's kind of why I threw it to his spot, how I did. But um, yeah, it was really just a miscommunication on that one. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore. All right, so <laughs> I think I, I think Peter Finch, the actor who was in Network, and that's uh, where we took the clip from. I I really think a lot of Bears fans are are really channeling Peter Finch this morning right here on 670 The Score, 312-644-6767. If you want to vent, go ahead and vent, because I'll tell you what, I'm just Joe Bag of Donuts. Uh, I'm just a Chicago sports fan, and it's really a shame what transpired in this football game against the Denver Broncos. Denver is a horrible football team. They are not very good, period. And the Bears just imploded. And and this and before we go to the phone lines at 312-644-6767, Tyler, can we play this cut once again with Fields talking about? Because here's what Fields said, and then you, you can hear from him. He said, quote, I expected Cole, talking about Komet, to kind of go to his spot and sit down because of the safety's depth. But Cole stuck to the rules, so all in all, it's my fault. Man coverage. He's supposed to do what he did. I kind of wanted him to just play football and kind of just sit down in space. That's kind of why I threw it to his spot how I did. So I'm I'm reading into something here, and maybe I'm going too much between the lines, but when he says I kind of just wanted him to play football and just sit down in the space, and he did own it. He said it's his fault that Cole stuck to the rules. But then in the, he said he just wanted him to play football. So, man, um, you know, safety had uh, depth. So, you know, uh, I expected Cole to kind of go to a spot and sit down because of the safety's depth. But, you know, Cole stuck to the rules and, you know, selling over and breaking out. Um, so... All in all, it's my fault. Um, you know, man coverage, he's supposed to um, do what he did. But, you know, I kind of wanted him to just play football and kind of just sit down in space. So that's kind of why I threw it to his spot, how I did. But, um, yeah, it was really just a miscommunication on that one. Okay, so that's uh, quarterback Justin Fields, who actually was brilliant up until the last two drives. And uh, Fields was sensational. What did he throw for 300 35 yards, career high, four touchdowns, uh, and yet everyone's going to be talking about his last two drives, and everyone's talking about what's going on with, um, you know, the the head coach of the Bears. And if, if I, I mean, we have lines open, and if you want, at this point, we're on the air until five, you want to talk about the game and the direction of the Bears, I invite your calls at 312-644-6767, 312-644-6767. You're listening to a Plumbers 911 Football Monday presented by Busey Banks, and it's uh, not a game, Illinois.com. And don't forget, leading up and into the 5 o'clock hour, Dustin Rhodes with a pregame show. We got the pick six at 6 a.m., 7 o'clock. Olin Krutz, DJ Moore at 8 o'clock. And uh, DJ Moore actually was very involved with the offense today. Eight receptions, 131 yards, one touchdown. His longest reception, though, was only nine yards. 
at 9 a.m., Brad Biggs. And again, Mully and Hall coming up at uh, 5.30 in that uh, 5 o'clock pregame show featuring Dustin Rhodes right here on 670 The Score. This is Chuck Swirsky. We have Tyler Farringal as our producer. It's always a pleasure. And we want to hear from you again at 312-644-6767. You know, Tyler, I, w- I want to talk with you for a second before we go to the phone lines. How discouraging is this game? The only thing that you can take away from this game, other than Fields' brilliance, and the defense has a lot of work to do, and a lot of work to do, and I know that Jalen Johnson didn't play and Eddie Jackson, uh, whatnot, but um, the fact that they're winless, the Bears are winless, Carolina is winless, so right now, with the draft situation, the Bears will have the number one and two picks in the NFL draft. And this is a really, really good draft. Caleb Williams, obviously, is going to be the consensus number one pick. But can you imagine if you really wanted to go Marvin Harrison Jr. with the second pick in the draft, you would have the elite, elite of the elite in college football coming into play for the Bears. And and I'm not at that point yet. They've played four games. But I'll tell you what. If they lose at Washington Thursday and it looks like they're 0-5 with 12 games left, then I'm thinking, really? Seriously? You, you, you're winless? And then they've got some other games that they could win. I mean, Minnesota to me is just nothing. The best team in this division, obviously, is Detroit. I think it's – I mean, the other teams are mediocre at best. Green Bay, forget about them. Minnesota, forget about them. Bears, No. And so Detroit, unless they implode, uh, they should win this division. Would you agree with that, Tyler? Oh, 100%. I think Detroit clearly separated themselves on Thursday night when they pretty much annihilated the Packers from the, the onset, At right? Green Bay. You saw the Jared Goff interception? Yes. Weren't even faced by it. No. And, and that's another thing. They've got to make a decision on Goff. they got to, they got to sign him. And the way quarterback money is being handed out, I mean, if he has another good year, he arguably could go to Detroit ownership and say, hey, listen, you know what? I'm in my prime right now. I'm still in the window. It's not like I'm a 34-year-old quarterback. And I've taken this club to two pretty good seasons if they get to the playoffs and he doesn't you know, go south on them the next you know, two and a half, three months. But I'm thinking to myself, okay, so you've got, if you're the Bears, let's say the Bears win one of their next three. And you're one and seven after eight games. Well, to me, you got to start thinking big picture here, okay? And like they did last year down the stretch, we all know what what's going on with the Bears, right? So it'll be very, very interesting. Three one two six forty four sixty seven sixty seven. Three one two six four four. 67-67. Elsewhere in the National Football League, Kansas City beat the Jets 23-20, and uh, Mahomes did not play well in that game, but the Chiefs uh, won it anyway. And, of course, we had Taylor Swift on national TV. Uh, not every other play, but she was featured enough. Uh, Minnesota beat Carolina 21-13, Vikings first win. Panthers go to 0-4. They are a bad, bad football team. There are a lot of bad football teams. Buffalo in a wild game, 48-20. Josh Allen, four touchdowns, ran for another. Both the Dolphins and Bills, 3-1. to 
Uh, Baltimore beat Cleveland 28-3. Lamar Jackson, two touchdown passes, and he ran for another. The Ravens go to 3-1, and 2-0 and on the road. Cleveland falls to 2-2. Two and two. How about Houston beating Pittsburgh 30-6? to And Kenny Pickett had to leave the ball game in the third quarter with a knee injury. Trubisky came on and passed for only 18 yards. But I'll tell you the story with Houston, C.J. Stroud, his second 300-yard passing game, he's got six touchdown passes and no picks. Uh, Rams 29-23 over the Colts, both teams 2-2, two and two, but the Colts are winless at home in their two games. That game, by the way, went in overtime. Tampa Bay behind Baker Mayfield's three touchdowns beat New Orleans 26-9. Philadelphia in a wild game, 34-31 over Washington on an Elliott 54-yard field goal. The uh, Eagles right now have won uh, 4-0, and this is the second straight season that the Eagles have started the ball ballgame uh, 4-0. Uh, let's see, Tennessee beat Cincinnati 27-3, the Bengals 1-3, and, and um, Joe Burrow right now, when you watch Cincinnati play Tyler, he is not the same, that calf, he, he's not 100%, everyone knows it, he's lining up in the shotgun, and by the way, speaking of the shotgun, how come Fields was in a shotgun at fourth and one, how come they just could, you know what, this would, I, I still can't believe the call. Number one, go for the field goal. But if you elect to go fourth and one, why is your quarterback, who is strong and big, in a shotgun? And everyone knew what they were going to do. This is what I don't get as a fan. I'm not in the inner workings of the uh, Bears. I don't, I'd, obviously, I'm not at Hallis Hall and I don't staff them. But I mean, I, I had no idea what they were thinking. No idea. And, you know, I mean, and, and at this rate, they're going to have a rendezvous to, you know, the basement of the National Football League at this rate. I mean, when you start making calls. So, so okay, you decide I'm not going for the field goal. All right. How come you can't have your quarterback under center and just say we have a half yard, we're going to make it? Okay. Well, what's up with that? I don't get it. I don't get it. Uh, Jacksonville, a winner today in London, beating Atlanta. Chargers over the Raiders, 24-17. How about Dallas, 38-3 over New England? That's the worst loss in the 24 seasons under Bill Belichick with the Patriots, 38-3. Do you think they've got, they've got major issues at quarterback? Jones got benched. He was brutal. Two really bad interceptions. Yeah. Uh, San Francisco looks outstanding. 35-16 over the Cardinals. McCaffrey with four touchdowns in the ball game. And again, Denver 31-28 over the Bears as the Bears have now lost 14 straight games. 14! You know? what? What's Peter Finch have to say about that? I mean, really. I'm as mad as hell, and I'm not going to take this anymore! <laughs> You like that, Tyler, don't you? All right. All right, uh, 312-644-6767. 312-644-6767. We're on the air until 5. We're going to talk plenty of Bears, plenty of NFL. If you want to talk about baseball, we can. I mean, the Cubs fell short 
you know, the White Sox. How many losses did the Sox end up with? 101? 101. 101? Think about that. I mean, give me a break. If somebody told me, here's the thing about the Cubs and Sox. If somebody told me opening day that the Cubs were going to go one game short of winning a playoff berth or getting to the playoffs, rather, I would say, what? The Cubs are going to go at game 161 and they're still going to be in it for a playoff? I would have taken it and run with it. I would have been elated. But, of course, everyone knows the the month they had in September was awful. Their bullpen, awful. And that's what cost them because they didn't have a closer. But And they're going to rectify that, trust me. Uh, but then if somebody told me opening day the White Sox are going to lose 101 games, I would have said, you are absolutely nuts. And look what happened. 101 losses. That's hard to do, folks, when you lose 101 games. And the White Sox managed to do it. Now It was just an awful, awful season. Really bad. Very bad. The only thing that saved the season, actually, was Benetti and Stone on television. And that was about it. All right. So uh, that's what's happening. Bulls Media Day is later today. And uh, we'll have complete coverage, of course, right here on 670 The Score, the home of the Chicago Bulls. Our first preseason game is Sunday in Milwaukee. And uh, yours truly, Bill Wennington, along with um, Alyssa Bergamini, will be there. Uh, 1145 pregame coverage right here on 670 The Score. The Bucks, of course, uh, just about 72 hours ago with a mammoth trade acquiring uh, Damon Lillard from the Portland Trailblazers. So that's what's going on in sports. Do we need to take a break, Tyler, and then we'll get to the calls? You want to do that? 312-644-6767. We're going to rendezvous right out of here and go into a commercial break. Then we'll be back. It's 1221. We're on the air until 5 a.m. right here on 670 The Score. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. TuneIn is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. 
In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. Back clock at four. Doncic. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening. And we are back live right here on 670 The Score. This is Chuck Swirsky. Always a pleasure. We're on the air tonight until 5 a.m. Yes, And we're talking about the Bears. We're talking about so many issues. So many issues with the Chicago Bears. Unbelievable. I mean, like, have have you figured out exactly what's going on? Tyler Farringold is our producer, and we're going to go to some calls. 312-644-6767. Fields, very bodacious today. He was superb. Four touchdown passes, but then you know, he, he fumbled a ball that led to a score. He threw the pick. He had intentional grounding. So I don't know what to make of, of Justin Fields, although you got to give the guy props because in the first half he was sensational. But but what do you make, Tyler, of uh, Claypool? What's what's going on with him? You know, we got mixed signals today that, you know, he, he, he didn't come to the game and then uh, they told him to stay home. And, and this whole thing, this miscommunication, I don't get it. It seems like they're, they know that we know what the issue is, but they still don't want to tell us what the main issue is. And I think that's sort of the level of, of the incompetence of what the staff has shown us, right? They know that we know what the main problems are with this team, that they lack depth at particular of the lines. They lack depth at effort and preaching the smaller things that Matt Eberflus has said. And clearly, Chase Claypool is the prime example of not bringing that full effort each and every day. But for some reason, Chuck, it just seems like that they're not they're not giving us that full report of kind of what we already know. And, that, and that's kind of what I want as a fan is closure. Just give us some reassurance of, okay, this is what's going on. Stop trying to tell us the little details that may or may not have anything to do with it. So that's kind of what I think is going on is uh, all these reports are true and they're not giving us everything that we should know for say. Yes. Uh, let's go to the phone lines and let's go to uh, Christine Christine, welcome, and you're on 670 The Score. Christine, are you with us? Go ahead. Hi. Um, I think I think that's my mom's name, actually. Okay, go um, ahead. You didn't sell it, Christine. Matt. So, Matt, go ahead. <laughs> sorry about that. Uh, big fan, Chuck. Thank you for uh, allowing me on the show. But, uh, yeah, I just want to talk about the Bears and just what an absolute um, – I, I mean, I don't even know how to describe it. I was completely flabbergasted with the result of today's game. Um, I actually didn't even get to watch the full game. I had to go to work after halftime, so I saw the beautiful half, the first half, and then I checked my phone for updates, and I find out we lose to a field goal, and I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. Yep. So then I, after work, I rewatched it, rewatched the second half, and, you know, I, I, I can't even – I can't even explain it. Well, here's the thing. Let me ask you this. I've never been one. I've done sports talk radio for so, so many years, and I have never advocated the firing of a coach or GM 
uh, an owner, whatever the case may be. I've never gone there, and, and I'm not going there. But, I mean, don't you think the, 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 this, the, the president and, and the GM, they got to get everyone on the same page. This coaching staff obviously not getting it done. Yeah, I think that the leadership is 100% at fault for the situation. Um, I think, personally, leadership to me is just, you know, making clear what the expectations are, what you expect from everybody. And communication is a big part of making those expectations happen. And there's just a complete breakdown somewhere. I don't know if it's from GM to head coach. I don't know if it's from president to GM. I don't know if it's, uh, you know, McCaskey getting into the ear of these people. I'm not sure what the case is, but there is a big problem with the leadership of the Chicago Bears. And I think we're starting to see the trickle-down effect that that's having on the entire roster in and of itself. All right, I mean, man, I appreciate to- your time. Thank you. Yeah, well, I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's leadership. I don't know if it's execution. I don't know if it's just a, the the combination of players of what's happening here. But, I mean, some of the decisions that are just mind-boggling. I mean, you're like, just get the points. Get the points. And, by the way, if you elect not to go for a 35-yard field goal that Santos would probably make 99.9% of the time, then then come up with something better than Herbert. I mean, you got to be kidding me. Everyone knew he was getting the ball. All right, uh, let's go back to the phone lines, 312-644-6767, 312-644-6767. Let's go to Brett. Brett, you're calling from Wisconsin. What's happening? Well, that's what I'm trying to ask you is, like, um, where, how much more latitude do we give to this GM? I mean, do we give him another year because uh, he, a lot of these people that are in there, he did not bring in. Um, but this clearly is not working. We have to get rid of this coaching staff. I mean, it's, it's just not working. Well, you know, people are saying, I'm, I'm getting, you know, friends of mine are texting me today. They're watching the game, and they're talking about the coach. And I'm thinking, uh, uh, what are you going to do? You're going to fire a coach in season. Who on the staff Who on the staff are you going to make the head coach of the Bears? Seriously. No You're, you don't have a defensive coordinator any longer. Your head coach is calling the defensive plays. Your offensive coordinator is all over the map. And I got to give the guy credit because I thought he did a really good job uh, for the most part, but then it kind of just you know fell apart. And and so, I mean, what are you going to do? Who, who, who are you going to name as head coach of the Bears if you elect to go that route? And I'm not suggesting you do, but who on that staff would you make the head coach? There isn't anyone. Okay, no. thank you. So you know what? You ride it out, and that's the best you can do. You ride it out, and and so you know. Hopefully, they can turn the corner. I think this game coming up Thursday uh, at Washington is huge. I and I think it's huge for both teams. And I'll tell you why. I think with Washington uh, having a situation with. New ownership. I think Ron Rivera right now is under the microscope. And I like Ron very much personally and professionally, but I think Washington right now with that ownership, they're looking to make a splash. And I think every football game right now with Washington, they're being judged. 
just like probably Eberflus is with the Bears. I think this game is very, very important for both franchises on Thursday. Let's go back to the phone lines at 312-644-6767. 312-644-6767. John calling from Dallas. John, how you doing? John, you're on 670 The Score. Go ahead. Hey, two quick things. Look, remember when the Bears in the it was up by seven. They had the ball. It was at like the forty-eight yard line. And guess he when when Fields fumbled the ball, he called the wrong play because he put Fields back. That's the only chance Denver had was to blitz him. He knew they were blitzing him, and he called the bootleg where Justin Fields had his back to the to defensive ends. That was the wrong call. They should have kept running the football. That the, if they would have just kept running and then mixed in a pass, he would have never. That play would have never happened. I know Fields should have went down, but in his mentality, he's always trying to make something happen. The call was the wrong call. And then again, you can. I know you can't. Don't want to fire these guys, but they just don't seem like they know the ownership. Don't seem like they know what they're doing. Look at the last point. Remember when Channel. Fox showed uh, Ryan Poles up in the booth. Yes. Uh, he got excited over the fourth touchdown. Well, I don't blame I him. I'd be excited, that. too. You're up 28-7. to seven. I mean, these guys aren't robots. Let the man have his day. But, I mean, you blew a 28-7 lead at home in the second That's half. Right. I mean, bad. I'm, I'm just really so bad. I'm so frustrated. And, I, I, you know what, it just really bothered me. Because, you know what, I, I put aside three and a half hours – every week to watch the Bears. I love the Bears. I've been a Bears fan even long before I came to Chicago. I was a Bears fan as a little boy in Seattle. We didn't have an NFL team. The Seahawks had not arrived. They didn't arrive until the mid-70s. So we would get Bears games in Seattle all the time, all the time. Sayers, Butkus, Billy Wade, you know, everything. And, And so to see what's going on, Right now, they've lost 14 straight games. 14. It's just, it yeah. just, I, I mean, I just, it's unbelievable. It is just unbelievable. I, I, I'm really frustrated. I am really frustrated. All right, uh, let's go to uh, Adam from Chicago. Adam, what's happening? How you doing, uh, Chuck? Long time listener. Uh, uh, I feel your pain. I'm 47 years old. The Bears last won a Super Bowl when I was 11 years old. Yeah, I was boy. there. I was. I did the pre-half and post-game shows on the Bears uh, radio network, and I was there in New Orleans, Super Bowl 20. But I, but been, you know what? We I, I, you can't I, I live. I was. I've been hooked. I've been hooked since then. I know, and I appreciate that. The thing is, that was a long, long time ago. Okay. Okay. And the Bears had success two. under Lovey when they lost to the Colts, but I'm I'm thinking, <laughs> what would you do? If you ran the if you ran the Bears, what would you do? This is what needs to be done. We obviously fourteen straight games. You can't coach. You can't put together. You can't put together a staff. Whatever fourteen straight games that you something has to happen. You just can't let that. You got to. You have to put your foot down somewhere. Number one. Okay, but Ryan that, that Poles, I, I asked Poles, you what Ryan would you Poles do is. 
what it, I would do as what I what I would need, what I would need done, Ryan Poles, I would just you you, you can't go down with Eberflus and Justin Fields. You didn't; it, those weren't your choices. But you can't. And and what do you gain by winning? You know, this team doesn't have. No, wait a minute! No, 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 no! Are you saying it? What do you mean? What do you gain by winning? You've got to change the culture. No, no, no! You're talking about you want to intentionally lose football games. Is that what you're saying? But you can't. They're not good enough to win. Let me let me quote Herman Edwards. Okay, remember Herman Edwards when he was coaching the Jets? We you played to win the game. game, Okay, (laughs) you're killing me, Chuck. I am not. I I love you. Did you see Did you see Caleb Williams? Yes, I did, and I love the guy, and I would take him (laughs) in a heartbeat. And 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 it's you played to win the game. I would Come take on, Caleb Chuck. Williams in a heartbeat, Come but on. I'm telling we, you, we, you win. You, Aaron Rodgers. We've lived through this. Okay, but but we, we, we need to one. intentionally we need lose one. a game. No, 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 no. We, we need. No, I'm not saying intentionally. No, lose, you, you, basically, you, you, you just said you, that. You, there's no reason. There's no reason to fire Eberflus because what are you going to gain by getting a new coaching staff? And what you're not going to keep them for next year. Well, you no. Might as well, keep Eberflus in. I get it, but and I would the, do the same the thing of, at the end of this year. Then evaluate at the end them. Of this year, you can't, you can't keep them. You, not, come on, look at Justin Fields. He looks like he can't even play at times. Yeah, most times. Well, most times he looks like he can't play. See, here's the thing. Do am I ready to ship Justin Fields out of town? No, I'm not. I think this young man has a lot of talent. A lot of talent. Talk to me. I, talk I, to me. Talk to me. January thirty. What is it? January. What's the last day of the regular season? I, I, I have let, no clue. What, when I know what where I when I when I see where my draft slot lands, then I'll answer that question. Okay, you do that. But you know what? I'm glad you called, and I appreciate you very much. Thank you. Three one two six forty four sixty seven sixty seven three one two six four four six seven six seven. That's right. I mean, Herman Edwards, why do we compete? Hello? You play to win the game. That's right. So don't start talking about tanking. We have played four football games. You got 13 left. I don't want to hear about tanking. I want to win games, period. All right. Uh, Rick, where are you calling from, Rick? Uh, Princeville, Hawaii. You're calling from Princeville, Hawaii? Yes, sir. Watched the game today. Wow. On vacation. And uh, when I saw that you were going to be on tonight, I made sure that I called in. So Wow. Well, thank um, you. I'm sitting, I, I'm sitting here looking over. Well, it's dark now, but just over the cliff at the ocean. So, um, yep, it's it's pretty beautiful. Well, thank you. Um, and, and I hope you're safe of what happened the the tragedy to Maui. So I hope uh, I hope you're all right. Uh, yeah, yeah, we're we're on vacation, um, oh. like I said. But um, so so, we, so, so you watch uh, the Bears game. So let me ask you a question. This is the question I'm asking everyone. What would you do? What would you do if you ran the Bears? Yeah, Chuck. I this we just finished the first quarter or or the the first you know of, of the season. And if you break it up into quarters and 
I just think it's such a disappointment. I, I would. I think that you've got to, um, you're trying to build a culture. And right now, the culture there is losing. So I really do think that after this week, if we lose again to Washington, you take the long extended break and you make some significant and swift coaching changes. I really believe it's time. Um, you cannot, um, you cannot allow the losing to set in and to be a pandemic. Um, it is frustrating. Um, I think that as an organization, people are becoming just numb to losing. Um, and, and what you and what think, you might say is correct, but but Rick, I mean, do you know how difficult it is to fire a coach in season in the National Football League? Uh, I I totally agree with you, Chuck. It's not easy, um, but the the Bears have a problem. They have a problem, and you know it, it's. It's the losing. You don't want that to seep in and to destroy the foundation of that team. And so somehow heads have to turn and to see the way that um, like Matt Eberflus or Flus is a defensive coordinator. That's what he came from. And look how bad that defense is and was and has been. And then to see like, Luke Getze pulled that same dumb play with Cole Komet at work today by the grace of God, but it just heads have to turn, Chuck. It's not working. It, it really is not. And um, I, I just think that you've got to act swiftly. You've got to do something. And because what, what currently is happening is not working. Well, you're absolutely right. It is not working. And um, you know, the, the, the things that, uh, that bothered me, and I'm really big on communication. I'm big on transparency, 100%. and and I get it. You can't tell the media everything. You can't. You've got to keep things inside your house. But today, with the the Claypool thing, Claypool. Where, where you know, uh, and he popped off last week. He embarrassed the coaching staff. I know he was transparent, which I appreciate. But you know, he crossed that line, and you know, he was inactive. And, you know, let's be perfectly candid. The reason why he probably was inactive is because you've got to send a message. You can't have players going off on your coaching staff because then everybody will be doing it and you can't do it. You know, you can't. But, I mean, they told him to stay away. And they expect him back today. But I have no idea if he still has has a roster spot. Yeah. Hey, one other thought that I have too, Chuck, if, if you don't mind. Nope. Um, Nineteen twenty football drive is becoming a a a serious. It's becoming a clown show. I know we in Chicago are used to bozo, um, but the way that we're being mocked um, during games, um, the way that people are looking at the organization um, and the predict how predictable. The organization is going – there is zero accountability right now in the city of Chicago for the Chicago Bears. Um, the McCaskies uh, have ha- – like, it just has turned into a paycheck and – or to, to money um, and to a cash cow because – You know what? You I, I disagree with you there. I'm going to disagree with you, and then I'll okay. let you go. I, I think okay. the McCaskey family, are they committed to winning? Yes. Have they made all the right decisions with personnel situations, 
Probably not, but that doesn't mean that they don't care. They do care, and I know that. They care very, very much about their football team, the image of their football team, and the production of what's going on Sunday afternoons. That is a fact. The issue is that it is not working, and you've got to figure out why it's not working, period. Would I get rid of the GM? No, I would not. I'd let them see this through this program, and you give them another year, maybe even two years, and see what they've got. But, I mean, at this point, the best thing they've got going right now is the Carolina pick because Carolina – I, it wouldn't surprise me if Carolina only won one or two games and the Bears get the number one pick again. And the Bears may get the number one pick because of their own ineptness. Because you could have the top two picks in the 2024 NFL draft, which would be incredible. But that doesn't mean yeah. you, li- you lie down. You've got to win some football games because, as you mentioned, the integrity and character and culture of your football team has to be about winning. Okay, this isn't about tanking. It's about winning football games. And if you don't get the number one pick, then guess what? That's on your scouts to come up with a quarterback that can get it done. There are a lot of teams that don't have the number one pick that find ways to win football games in every sport. Would you, would you bring in Lovey Smith? No. Well, I mean, I don't. For what? You, you think he's going to come back and he's going to be an interim guy? He's going to want to be the head coach past this year. I, I that I I don't think I don't think firing a head football coach in season is the answer. If you're going to do it, you do it with a week to go, and by that time, whatever. But with four games, no, I don't. Who do you who do you trust more, honestly, Chuck, Matt Eberflus or Lovey Smith? Well, I mean, yeah, you also no, but you also have to take a look at Lovey with with Houston and Lovey with Tampa Bay. I mean, you just can't you know turn the clock back and say, well, look what he did with the Bears. I mean, you have to look at the volume of work, especially the last few years. Anyway, I appreciate the call. Good health to you in Hawaii. I'm glad you were able to call. Thank you. Three one two six forty four sixty seven sixty seven three one two six four four six seven six seven and from Oak Brook and welcome you're on six seventy the score. Well, oh, it's so good to hear you on the radio. I'm just ecstatic that you're on the radio tonight. And second of all, the fans are not uh, we're, we're not accepting this culture of losing. I was at the game today as a season ticket holder, and we were rocking, and they were talking back to the Bears when they made decisions in the first half. And the place was rocking, and there was momentum. But then we come to the second half, where's our defense? I would let our quarterback run his own offense. That's what he's been asking ever since uh, August. And I would uh, hope that Eberflus, who's supposed to be a defensive guy, can whip up the defense. But the place was rocking the first half. We want a win, and I don't care who says you know, it's the culture of losing. We will not accept that, ever. No, and you shouldn't. No one should. I mean, this is your, this isn't a, see, here's the thing. This is what's great to be a Bears fan. The passion of the Chicago Bears, just not in Chicago, but across the globe. I mean, the Bears brand is unbelievable. And I mean, they got to start winning some football games here. And, yeah, I know. I agree. I agree. I mean, but, uh, you know, this, 
the 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 cut I want to go with, and 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 maybe you can understand this. This is about do we have Tyler? Can we replay the fields talking about his interception because it was intended for Komet? So can we play this cut, Tyler? And if you can play the cut with Fields, do we have that ready? All right, let's go with the Fields. So what happens, this is the last offensive series for the Bears, okay? And Fields made a huge mistake with the intentional grounding. And it was intentional grounding. He was in the box, okay? But then he threw an interception. Let's go to Fields talking about his pick. All right, so apparently we don't have it, so I apologize. But I heard, I heard it before. I heard it earlier. Yeah, Fields is going to make mistakes, but overall, he can run the offense. Let him go. I know He's been that, but, asking for that. But but here's the thing. This is his quote. He said, "I expected I expected Cole to kind of go to his spot and sit down because of the safety's depth, but Cole stuck to the rules. So all in all, it's my fault." Man coverage, he's supposed to do what he did. I, this is Fields talking, I kind of yeah. wanted him to just play football. Play football. And kind yeah. of just sit down in space. Yeah. So that's kind of why I threw it to a spot how I did. Yeah. Now, okay, so in, in, in one sentence, he's talking about the Cole did his job. Okay? He stuck to yeah. the rules. Yeah. So it's yeah. my fault. Okay? He didn't point fingers. But then he no. says, then he said, I kind of wanted him to just play football. Play football. So yeah. when, when you hear that, when you hear that, Ann, what, what, how do you interpret that? I interpreted that uh, he needs to talk to Cole Komet, who was a brilliant player, had a brilliant day-to-day, who's, who's as smart as anybody on that team, if not smarter, uh, on the side, and you'd have to give him uh, the uh, some special uh, signal that he, you want him to do something outside the box rules. You know, you need to think outside the rules to win, and uh, Fields has that, but he's still being hampered by the coaches. And yeah, if we would have you know gone uh, gone for uh, uh, three points and you know let the defense uh, hold him, but the defense today, the second half, obviously wasn't available and. That's, you know, that's the result, you know. Yeah. No, well, I, I agree with you. Let it, let it play out. You know what? I, you know, let the, it play out. I mean, he, he, he played a, a terrific ball game. They should have gone for the field goal because that way Fields is feeling good about himself. He directed his team Absolutely. to points. And regardless of what Denver had done, had they kicked the field goal, we go to overtime, or even if they score and the Bears lose the game, at least Fields can look in the mirror feeling good about himself. Now he's going home, a winless quarterback. He's looking at the fact, yeah, I got four touchdown passes, but guess what? You know, I got stripped. It led to a score. I threw a pick to end the game. You know, I did an intentional grounding. Not good. Not good. Thank you for okay. the call. Appreciate it, Ann. All right. Uh, do we have to take a break? Let's go. let's uh, take another call, and then we have more calls coming up. Folks, we're not going anywhere, okay? We are not going anywhere. We're on the air until 5 a.m., okay? This isn't some tape network show. This is live on 670 The Score. We're booming into 50,000 watts and half of Canada with our signal. Um, So, uh, Tyler, who do you want to get? You want to go to Jim in Wisconsin? 
Is that right? Let's go Sean here. Let's go uh, right. Sean. Jim from Wisconsin, hold on. We're going to get to you in a second. Let's go to Sean from Chicago. Sean, what's happening? How are you doing tonight, brother? Good. Okay, I got two po- I got two things to say. Yes. One, I've been I'm fifty two, I've been a bear fan all my life. After watching that Thursday night game and them talking about how good Carter was, the defensive tackle. Literally the next day, I packed up all my bear stuff in the Tupperware bin, put it in the garage, and I was like, I'm done with them. I broke up with them. In the last two games are the first games I've watched in forty years where I didn't cuss at the TV because I'm done with them. Now, when you ask that other gentleman, what would he do? This is what I would do. Hire Jim Harbaugh. We drafted him. He turned Stanford around. He went to he went to 49ers, turned them around. He went to Michigan, turned them around. We have a young team, so we could deal with his rah-rah stuff, and they will follow him, and he, we drafted him. Now, to me, that would bring the fan base back. Harbaugh, to me, is the answer as far as coaches go. Next year, obviously not this year, and break the bank. Give him whatever he wants. Well, I mean, he, he's going to cost the Bears, or for that matter, any NFL team, a ton of money, and he's worth it. Now, again, I am not advocating the dismissal of the head coach of the Bears. I am not going there, and will never go there. But I will say this. Jim Harbaugh can flat-out coach, and if you've got a young quarterback – and he has coached a lot of young quarterbacks in his time. He knows what he's doing. Period. Um, Amen. That's I. That's my, my, my. It came to me like wow today. I was like, why don't we go after Harbaugh? Give him the bank. I don't care how much it costs. He's going to go somewhere. He comes from a coaching line. Yeah, was, I, I get all that. Stuff. You know, the thing is, he flirted again as he does every season after the Michigan. Uh, regular season, and then bowl game ends. And this year it was Minnesota, you know. And the year before that, maybe it was Oakland or Vegas now. And so, I mean, it's going to come down sooner or later where Michigan says enough's enough. You can't have your quarterback, uh, your your coach every year say, I'm going to another school or I'm going to the NFL in this case. So I love Harbaugh. I'm a big Harbaugh guy. But, again, I'm not – I'm not saying the Bears should get rid of the coach, but something's got to be done to change this around. The defense in the second half was brutal. Okay. Oh, it, and, it was for you Bears fans. <laughs> yeah. Now, if I drafted, if, if we get the number one pick, yes, that kid from USC, absolutely, I would hire his. I would hire his coach. Yep. as my quarterbacks coach. Quarterbacks right coach. You think? Wait a minute. You think he's going to leave as the head coach of Southern Cal to become the quarterback's coach of the Bears? You know how much he's making it. How much does a quarterback's coach in the NFL make? Let's say even if you give him a buck five, you're not going to get him to leave USC where he's probably making seven to ten bills a year. Uh, And I'm talking millions. That's not going to happen. Oh, I'd grab their, whoever, whoever, like, like my first thing is Harbaugh. Cause like you said, he's, he's coached up so many young quarterbacks. He was, he was a pro. He, he, he had, he had Indian, uh, Indianapolis almost, you know what? They were a yard away from going to the Super Bowl. Um, I, that, that's the route I would go. So yeah. That, that's that when question. he played there. That's not, he he never coached the Colts. No, but. But he could but coach he coached, young quarterback. He coached San Francisco, you're right, to the Super Bowl. He lost to his brother, and I get all that. But um, but all I'm saying is that you're not <laughs> you're not going to get Southern Cal's coach to become the quarterback's coach of the Bears. 
But he does uh, have a brilliant mind, and Williams is an awesome quarterback. I mean, without any question, that dude is a number one overall pick. Thanks for the call. Leaving one line open, 312-644-6767, 312-644-6767. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively. Sports. That clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. And even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here. On TuneIn, go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.